Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, June 12th. S&P futures are rebounding. They're up about 55 points. That is 1.8%. Europe's major indices opened in the red, but they have since rebounded. They are up about 1% to 1.5%. And there is a um, strong pro-cyclical bias in Europe. So you have autos, financials, basic resources, uh, industrials, energy, etc. are all outperforming in Europe, along with all of your travel and leisure names. Um, Asia was a little bit more mixed overnight with a couple of pockets of green, but mostly um, relatively mild losses in Asia. So, you know, clearly we're coming off of three days of losses, including, um, you know, a day of extreme losses on Thursday. So a rebound is not necessarily too surprising. I would be reluctant to chase it. Um, You know, I still think that you have a little bit more to go on the downside. There, um, in terms of the reasons for the rally, there really are not any fundamental ones, just as there were not fundamental reasons for the decline yesterday, really just as there have not been a lot of fundamental developments to explain the price action for pretty much the last month at this point. Um, so as far as your big kind of major macro themes for the week, not a lot of equidata overnight, no major central bank headlines overnight. The coronavirus narrative, which clearly has turned more negative in the last several days, as you've seen cases rise in certain U.S. states and you've seen hospitalizations increase, um, that stayed relatively static versus the close yesterday. So you have a lot more articles, you know, noting the increase in cases, not a lot of incremental news. There were a couple of headlines out of Houston specifically talking about how that city may reimpose some lockdown restrictions. But in general, you're seeing politicians around the country proceed with reopening. Clearly, there has been a shift in the philosophy with regards to COVID. Initially, it was very much emphasizing health and managing the economic fallout. Clearly, there has been a huge shift whereby politicians are now emphasizing the economy and going to manage the health fallout. Um, I think politicians are more confident in their abilities to respond to the health health crisis as far as resources and understanding how to address hotspots and preventing, um, you know, events or or preventing spreading rapidly in certain areas. Um, And so I think that's going to be the case going forward. So I don't think you're going to see reopening, um, you know, reverse sharply around the country. But again, my whole point has been that it's not going to be reopening that determines the rebound in growth or earnings, it will be normalization of economic activity. And that is where I think you will see the recent news, um, you know, contribute to a reversal or a stalling in that, in that process. Um, so those were, you know, those were the major themes on the stimulus front, nothing overnight, but you are coming up on a, on a week of relatively important catalyst. So Powell has two days of testimony Tuesday and Wednesday, I think there certainly is some anticipation, some hope that he perhaps can modify some of his rhetoric on Wednesday that contributed to, um, you know, I think spooked investors somewhat, just given that he was much more gloomy on the growth backdrop than the market narrative was at the time. So there certainly, I think, is contributing to the rebound today, a sense that, well, Powell will be able to kind of correct some of his, um, you know, perhaps misstatements. And I say that somewhat facetiously um, uh, when he gets up and speaks Tuesday and Wednesday. And then next Friday on the 19th, you have a relatively important EU leader summit at which they will discuss this big $750 billion stimulus package that has been unveiled previously. Remember, and this is the one that will authorize the EU to issue debt um, itself. So this is kind of the first step towards a possible mutualization of, of liability and fiscal policy in Europe. So that will be discussed at that EU leader summit next Friday. So that also is a possible kind of stimulus-driven catalyst. Um, and so I think kind of anticipation of those events is contributing to some of the rebound that you're seeing today, but really kind of no major macro news to talk about at all. The journal had an editorial just saying how the second wave worries are overblown. 
Um, they know they certainly acknowledge the case developments, but they put it into context a little bit. Um, so that was a you know hopeful editorial. On the political front, you know, I think politics is is playing as a big role too. So if you had to pick two themes this week that really I think shifted, or the narrative around two themes this week, certainly coronavirus, but also on the political front, um, you know, again, Trump, the political, the poll numbers for Trump are pretty poor at the moment. You have a lot of time between now and November, but if the election were held today, it it's pretty very likely that Trump will lose. And if Trump will is going to lose the White House, it you know again the the Senate. The GOP Senate majority would be at risk as well, so you could be looking um, at at Democrats controlling the House Senate and White House next year if if things were to play out as polls suggest right now. And so I think that certainly is another factor that has been um, you know weighing on sentiment a little bit these past few days. There were no new polls out, but again, a lot of articles is talking about the state of the race at the moment. Um, no big company-specific news items really talked about yet. A couple of earnings last night, Adobe, Lululemon, and um, PVH. The latter two were underwhelming. Adobe was, um, you know, was was relatively decent, certainly not perfect. There were some issues with that quarter, too. Um, so that's kind of the broader setup. You know, in, in terms of, again, kind of the market becoming unhinged from fundamental news, um, you know, I really trace that back to um, May... 18th, which was a Monday, where you had a Moderna vaccine announcement in the morning that kicked off a very big rally in the S&P that day. And then ever since then, it has been, um, you know, just kind of one big, um, you know, a, a very strong, powerful move in the market. A lot of it occurring pre-market where you come in, the futures are already bid up. Um, again, no real clear fundamental reason at that time, other than just people were very enthusiastic about reopening stimulus um, you know, medical progress, et cetera. And you just had a lot of big chasing. I think there's been a lot of people pulled in off the sidelines throughout that period of time. Um, you created somewhat of an air pocket beneath the market. Um, and I think that that filling in that gap. So getting back to that, that where the market was before that Moderna headline hit on May 18th, which is about 2870, that to me would I think put the market back on a firmer footing. So um, you know, for over a month, I've been using kind of that 163 EPS figure for next year and an 18 times multiple, both of which are very generous. Um, and that gets you to, you know, again, around 2,900 or so. So, you know, in terms of when the market becomes compelling to buy, I think it's it's below 2,900. Um, you know, and so I would not necessarily be chasing this rally this morning. Um and that is pretty much it. Like I said, for today's calendar, there's really nothing all that important. Um, Michigan sentiment at 10 a.m. for June. That's kind of the first June economic data point. I doubt it's going to be um, terribly important. And then, like I said, for next week, the Powell testimony will be a big event. Um, you have a lot of Chinese economic data out as well and a couple of other things, which I lay out in today's piece. But that is essentially it. Thank you, everyone, for listening.